0: Well, it's the first podcast I've done since got on Spotify. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about things as my channel goes up towards 50,000. And it's a weird thing that happens as the channel gets bigger, as everything gets bigger. People subscribe, and they subscribe to hear my opinions on hockey. That's fine. Now, the podcast I see is more of an extension of that. It's more of me being myself and not worrying about whether or not I'm wearing a jersey I wore the last video or if I'm wearing the right one or does my hat match. Or, you know, am I looking in the right direction? All the things I worry about when I'm doing videos. My giant head coming off too big. Um, But the weird thing is you can't really be yourself. And it's... It's something that's 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 got into society, and it's really kind of weird. Um, I remember, you know, 20, 30 years ago, it's something Yvonne and I have talked about, where I'm, I'm thinking way back. I'm thinking back to when George Bush Sr. got elected over Michael Dukakis. And if I'd been American at the time, I would have voted for George Bush Sr. because... I didn't see Dukakis as being a strong leader and it made sense to me. And at that point in time, I could kind of understand conservatives and I could kind of understand liberals and I could kind of understand both sides. And I've talked about this on the Entertainment Guy channel and it's something that's really irking me. Everything's political now. Nothing is seen as anything but political. And not only that, not only that, but you either agree with this side or that side. And there is no in-between. There's no gray area. None. Everything is politicized. I watch the news and I see every single issue is 100% one side and 100% the other. And it's really weird. And it's it's something that I don't think helps us as as societies. And I'm using plural because this isn't just an American thing. It's happening all over, and I I don't know how much social media has helped and hurt this. We all kind of exist in an echo chamber. I could walk into my job at Vantage Foods a few years ago and know that I'm going to be dealing with people all over the political spectrum. I'm going to be dealing with numerous races, probably numerous languages, and I'm probably going to hear things that are going to offend me. It's just the way things are. People are going to say things that offend me. I'm going to say things that offend other people. We just find a way to deal. Online you don't have to do that. You don't. You subscribe to this podcast, you can just turn around and say, Well, I don't like what Shannon said right there, and you just unsubscribe. And it's so simple. And it's it's this this, this strange thing that happens. And I don't I, I I don't understand it. I don't understand how everything is so left and right. And I look back at history and I think, Wow. How different How different would things have been in society if we had social media during World War II? during Vietnam, social media, what would have happened? Like here scratching that shadow behind me wanting to come outside. I'm out on the back step looking at the full moon. I know I'm lucky. I'm lucky to be with a woman who I love and who loves me. But here's, here's a big thing. She's religious. She goes to church every week. She's um, one of the the, the the kid leaders. And that's, that's fantastic. I couldn't be less religious. Before we got together, we agreed. Religion, we're never going to agree on it and the agreement was this i'm not going to try to change you you don't try to change me awesome and go and it's never been an issue i've never mocked her faith she's never mocked me for believing things differently than she does but if if we interacted with each other the way people do online i wouldn't be here step further i wouldn't have the channel Not to where it is now. The channel got to where it is now because my life changed. Everything got better. And it got better when Yvonne entered it. She made my life better. If I'd been closed-minded and I'd said, No, she's religious. I don't need a religious person in my life. I wouldn't be here. I might still be in that dank little apartment. I might be doing depressed videos where I'm swearing all the time. Look back at old videos on my channel. A lot of swearing in there. Why? Because it was a very unhappy, angry person. And I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm baffled at, at how closed off people get because for the ones that are closed off, you're missing out on stuff. And, and you won't know that you're missing out on stuff because whether it's your Facebook or just whatever you're watching on TV, it won't tell you you're missing out on stuff. I think the one thing that I always try to do is I always try to see it from multiple points of view. Uh, for instance, uh, the US, and this is the only time I'm gonna talk anything p- political, I promise I'll get off of this. And I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna politicize this. Um, when, when the, the Jewish, um, or the American Embassy in Jerusalem was opened, I watched the CNN feed. I watch the Fox News feed, and I have Al Jazeera. So I watch the Al Jazeera feed. And it's funny because since the Al Jazeera reporters kind of embedded there and they're getting hit with tear gas, I'm like, I'm going to watch the Al Jazeera feed. And I see it from all three points of view, and nobody was reporting it accurately. I had to put all three reports together to kind of get an idea for what was going on and kind of get an idea for, for what the feeling was in the area and why. And, and if, yeah, I'm as surprised as anybody to think you're watching Al Jazeera. why? Because you, you need that ex- external point of view. It's sort of like when I would sit and listen to my grandfather talk about um, the news. Did I agree with them? No. Would we have argued if he had lived to see me in my early 20s? Heck yeah. But he would have respected my right to have a different opinion than him. And honestly, I think my grandfather would have been proud that I I had strong opinions and that I voiced them. One of the hardest things for me some days is seeing awful, horrible things on the news and then trying to put a smile on my face and talk about hockey. Because it's not easy. It's not easy to turn that off. But I have to. It's my job. My job is to be the hockey guy. And I will do that. And I will always be that. But underneath the hockey guy is Shannon. And Shannon's a man of strong opinion. Shannon is a man who votes in every election, whether it's provincial or federal. I vote in every election. I vote because I think it's important that I vote. And it's funny because I've never voted for anybody who's won. I don't. And I know when I'm casting my vote, I'm not casting my vote for somebody who's going to win. I try to vote for somebody that I believe is the right person to vote for, and I, I don't care what other people think. And I don't share that vote online because that's against the law. But you know, it's the way it is. Um So yeah, and, and it, it does affect hockey because there are times where I see things. And Um, I know when I'm I'm moderating comments, you guys don't see some of the comments I have to moderate off of there. There are words, I'm not going to mention them here, but there are words that get automatically held for moderation. And they seem like completely innocuous words. And just a couple weeks ago, I was telling Yvonne, I was like, man, I I have to filter out. And I gave her four or five different words. And she said, yeah, you do. Because they were leading all these arguments aren't we tired of arguing all the time? I'm exhausted. I am so tired of all the arguing. I'm not even in it. Because what I've found is is that as the channel gets bigger, and as I have more subscribers, more people listening to me, I have less of a right to an opinion. I have less of a right to an opinion because there will be a, a segment that will say, if you say this, we will stop. Supporting you We will stop listening We will stop watching And it's really weird Because I've never Told anybody that There are numerous YouTubers I watch uh, The the one I always use Is the example Is Emma Blackery I don't even know If I'd get along With Emma Blackery If I met her in real life There's there's videos of her I've watched Where I'm like Man I'm put off by her And there's other videos i watch of hers And I'm like Yeah I could sit And have a beer With this woman And probably have a few laughs But it's just, it's, it's, it's such a, a different world we live in. And and extending back to hockey, the other thing I've noticed, and this, I think, is related. So let's say you cheer for Calgary. Calgary is the honest, obvious one because I'm a Canuck fan. Therefore, if you're a Flames fan, you're going to be like, he's going to say something bad about Calgary. Let's say that Calgary turns around next week and trades Johnny Goudreau, and they get back say, a, an A-level prospect and a couple of first rounders, and I go on and say, this team is is ridiculous, this is an awful move, um, I can't believe they did this, people will come out and say, you're attacking Calgary. I can't believe you're attacking Calgary. I did the power rankings this week, and the power rankings have not changed very much from when the season ended, and, and here's, here's an honest reason why. We haven't played any games. So... I look at where the teams were at the end of the year and the funny thing is nobody complains about vancouver being 30th very much and yet vancouver at the end of the season was at 23rd i dropped into 30th when i heard jim benning talking about uh picking up free agents and 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 going for the playoffs next season i'm like oh god if he's gonna try to use stop gaps again this team is screwed we finally the Sedines are out we can finally rebuild properly, if he's going to try to, using stopgaps and bringing in a couple more veterans who can score 20, 25 goals, they're screwed. Only because I think this is the time to go full on youth, and if there's a year to, quote, tank, Jack Hughes might be the guy that you tank for. The Canucks have never had that top, front line, down the middle guy. They've always had really good wingers. We look, at, look back at their history. They've always had fantastic wingers, Amazing wingers. That top front line center has been elusive. They've had some very good centers, but have they ever had an Eric Lindros, Sidney Crosby? No. Even a Nick Backstrom, I would argue, no. Their history—it's been you know Pavel Bure, Cliff Ronning was an excellent center, better suited as a second line center. Brendan Morrison, fantastic center, better suited as a second line center. Um, But but you had Morrison between Naslin and Bertuzzi. Naslin and Bertuzzi were beasts for those two years. But they didn't have a centerman that really was able to get the points like they could. And if they'd had a Lindros in the middle of that line, it would have been the most dangerous line in in hockey. But they didn't have it. So if there's a year I want to say the Canucks maybe not play particularly well and maybe get that number one draft pick, it might be this year. And, you know, Quinn Hughes is all like, I can make the team this year. And people look at that and then they say, oh, well, Shannon says Quinn's not going to make the team. I accidentally said David, so everybody lost their minds about that. And it's just one of those things where I'm talking casually and when I've got so many names in my head, it's really easy to mix them up. Um, so, you know, I, I look at it just logically and I say, well, I'm probably not going to make the team right out of camp his first year. And people take that as an insult. It's like when I mentioned... uh evan bouchard of the oilers well why are you crapping on evan bouchard i'm not i'm just looking at nhl defensemen and usually their first year they're not in the nhl that's usually not the case doline in buffalo absolutely the the dude the dude has has got the, the height and the weight and he projects to be an excellent defenseman on a level not usually seen he is absolutely out of this world he is ahead of Quinn Hughes, and I'm not telling tales by saying this. Um, when, when you look at Quinn Hughes and where he projects, he projects to be an excellent defenseman. Does he project as high as Darlene? No. So is it out of the realm of possibility that Quinn goes into camp, has a good camp, and Jim Benning says, all right, we're going to ship you out right now, and, and either you, you, know, you have the choice of junior. I don't know if he's dropped out of university. I know he went to Michigan this past year as a freshman, I don't know how that would work. I know he's talked about making the connects this year, so I assume he's dropped out of university, which would mean juniors would be the way to go. And I'm fine with that. I don't, I don't think that's the end of the world. If anything, with, with being a hockey fan, and, and I think this is true of, of where we're at societally, and maybe this is why people take so much offense, we want instant gratification. So you come out of the draft and you go, well, my team got two or three really good guys. We're going to be awesome this year. Instant gratification. Instant. Um, And and with the 24-hour news cycle, which I've railed against on my Entertainment Guy channel many times. I've talked about how ridiculous 24-hour news cycle is. We don't need it. I think it's stupid. I think it does more harm than good. I think they manufacture crap to try to rile up their their fans and keep everybody watching when they should be watching something else uh, and and it's it 's created this whole industry of make news let 's make news and it 's frustrating and and I try my best not to be a part of that that 's why when all these rumors are coming up of who 's going where who 's going where. I'm not plastering all the logos on the board and saying, "Let's look at how this team would look with Tavares." Let's look at how this team would, because I don't want to do that. Because in a week's time, when we know where Tavares is gone, that video doesn't get any views. It's gone. It's dead. One argument I have all the time is, you know, uh, as as a YouTuber, I want to create evergreen content. Look at this podcast, for instance. I'm doing my best not to offend people and step on toes, but at the same time, I'm trying to talk about something that I think is important and something that will still be important a month from now, a year from now. I don't want to just talk about current events. And I think sometimes with, with sports and, and, and with YouTube sports channels, and, I, and I'm not talking about just hockey, I'm talking in general. I've, I've noticed a lot of sports YouTubers are current events, current events, current events, which means those videos have no staying power. So like for instance I'm doing the the history of the NHL going back right to the very beginning at 1917 and it's crazy and it's it's you know it's 100 videos I'm going to be making but it's it's staying power it's evergreen content somebody can browse to my channel 5 years from now and go hey look it's a video on 1920 21 season that's interesting and then they go hey he's got a whole playlist this is cool Somebody in Seattle, just getting into hockey, just before the team comes in in 2020, goes, hey, what about the Seattle Metropolitans? And then they can stumble upon the video I made of the PCHA and go, wow, here's the Seattle Metropolitans. Here's what they were. This is really kind of fun. And as as I go through these encyclopedias and I I report on this stuff that I, I look at, I will continue... I will continue to find other side topics in history to talk about. Knowing damn well it's not going to get views. Knowing damn well it doesn't make me money. I think those videos are averaging me literally a dollar. I think I'm making a dollar on each video. Maybe. Because they're short. That's the other thing. Keep it short. Get to the point. Keep it short. With with that kind of thing. And, you know, just just get your topic out there and, and get out. But while it may not make me anything more than a dollar now, I know those last. The biggest example I have of that is Marty Berder. Do I think Marty Berdur's is the greatest goaltender of all time? No. Do I think he's top five? No, probably not. And that upsets Devils fans like I'm personally out to get them. Doing these historical videos, it's made me look and go, wow, Clint Benedict you know his numbers are unassailable Alex Connell his numbers are unassailable too but this is before f- forward passes so again y- you're comparing apples to oranges so when people talk about Marty Berdur, all I can think in the back of my head is yeah but what about Jacques Plant? what about Ken Dryden what about Terry Sachuk? what about Glenn Hall like all of these guys are like forgotten because again we just look at what we can see and we judge by that so people will say, well, the greatest goaltenders of all time, and they'll name five guys. They might have Marty first, they might have Marty second, but they'll all be guys they watched. And that's why, when people say, well, you don't think he's one of the five greatest of all time? No. I'd probably put Terry Sawchuk and Jacques Plante ahead of them if I'd watched them play. But no, I don't think he was ahead of Patrick Watt. I don't think he was ahead of Dominic Hasek, and there are a couple of others that I would probably have put ahead of him too. But it's all opinion, and it's... And and to come back to where I started this, me having a different opinion than yours, you having a different opinion than mine, it doesn't have to lead to a fight. It doesn't have to lead to, you must hate my team, you must hate my player, you must hate this fan base because of something you said, because of your opinion. The crossing into hate thing is really strange. Um, having covered hockey for the last two plus years now and covering every single team out of now 31 teams I don't hate anybody do I want to see Montreal win the cup no no that that wouldn't make me happy but I can't say that I look at the Montreal Canadiens right now and I hate them because I I don't it's really a matter of um, perspective I've I've had a lot of uh, perspective thrown at me and and it's been different you know, life for me is completely different. And, and not not doing the 9 to 5 and not being in the echo chamber. Like, I stay off Facebook as much as I can. There are two people I check posts from on Facebook. Two, I'm not on it very often. Um, even on Instagram, I'm, I'm on, I'm off. Um, Twitter, I'm very rarely on. And then I just want to see hockey stuff. The political stuff I see, if I agree with it, I try not to interact with it because I know it'll show up in my feed. I know I've got thirty-two plus or 3,200 plus followers, and I want people to see me liking something and say, oh, as an example, um, Angela Rye, who is on CNN, um, she was the leader of, of the Black Caucus. I want to say it was under Obama in his first term. I don't remember. Angela Rye is one of the most passionate, well-spoken women on the planet. And before I met Yvonne... Um, there was a part of me that said you know if I could get married to anybody it would probably be Angela Rye because she's really awesome but I liked a post she made or I made a comment on a post she made and immediately I had subscribers commenting about how offended they were that I said anything and I was like wait I'm just interacting with Angela Rye who I respect and it wasn't about whether I agree or disagree with her opinion I respect her It's just like, um, on the conservative side, I always like listening to S E Cup because and again it's just letter S, letter E Cup, because yeah, sometimes her opinions may not be something I agree with, Angela, sometimes I'd agree with her either. But they make the rational arguments as best they can. And that's where it kinda gets lost, is the rational. And it also happens with sports. The rational. So as rationally as I can be, and as an example of somebody that I've always kind of wanted to be like, if you've seen the movie Pump Up the Volume from 1987 with Christian Slater, um, oh, and if you haven't, watch it. I think the entire movie is available on YouTube. Um has one video. Uh, it's fantastic. Um, I have always wanted to be Christian Slater's character in Pump Up the Volume. I've always wanted to be somebody to help people and to to get voices heard and and it doesn't start out that way for him he doesn't start out thinking about it that way he's just he's just broadcasting to wherever he just starts up his radio radio station and just broadcasts and doesn't think of anybody listening that's how my my youtube channel started i didn't think anybody was gonna watch it and nobody did for the first two years was gathering mothballs and then all of a sudden i talked about hockey and bam Life can change. Minds can change. Personalities can change. I am a completely different man now than I was before I met Yvonne. But it is, it is through being willing to hear the other side that um, my life has been enriched. And, and I think when you hear both sides of an argument, I really think it can only help. I'm not saying you have to agree with both sides, but to hear it. Try your best to understand it. I really believe it can only help. Anyways, doing my best not to be on a total soapbox tonight. But hey, um, I just wanted to talk to you guys and just be Shannon. Yes, I'm the hockey guy. Yes, I talk hockey. Yes, I post numerous videos every day. There are times where I sit down on the couch and like, oh, I can finally relax. I got those videos done. And then my phone or Yvonne's phone will go off and it's like, oh there was a trade oh, crap and i'm just i'm done i'm like i don't want to talk about hockey and then i have to talk about hockey because it's my job and if that's the worst complaint i have in day-to-day life i have it pretty well all right thank you guys for making it through this if you did i appreciate each and every one of you that listen and i appreciate each and every person that watches my videos and uh, i really consider what i do to be kind of a a way out of all of that other crap, all of the political and the liberal conservative arguments. And that's why I do my best to um, weed those out because we we, we watch sports and we listen to sports for that break, for that chance to, to think of something else. And I am really proud if I'm able to help any of you do the same. But if anybody ever wants to sit down, have a beer with me, and have a nice reasoned discussion on things, no problem, perfectly willing to do it. What's that? You want me to do it on the record and on the air? Oh no, that's not gonna happen. You want me to do it on my channel? That's not gonna happen. Either of my channels, still not gonna happen. But everybody has the right to their opinion and that's my belief, even when it's in hockey, even if I don't agree with them at all. There are times where I'll see comments on my channel and I'm like, what? You think, what? Are you kidding me? You, what? And I never go off when part of me is like, man, I really want to go off on this person because that's just crazy. But I don't. And I won't. You have my word on that. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope everybody's having a wonderful evening or morning or afternoon, depending on where it is in your part of the world. And thank you so much for letting me into your world. This is fun.